0: Hey, welcome to Brace for Impact. I'm JD, not doing the by God thing, Oliva. Mike is not here. Mike is a piece of garbage who now lives in Hawaii. I hope he's happy with the sand and the sunshine while it's cold and rainy here in Chicago, but he's not here, so he can't say anything to me right now. But guesting for me is our man from the rap podcast, are you Scott Young here, or are you regular Scott? I can never remember.
1: So I tried to get the regular Scott thing to stick. It didn't stick. It didn't so I'm stick. just Scott Young.
0: So you're just you're just a normal guy now. Just because. a regular guy. Okay. Oh, wait. Hold on. I got a free lover who's going to stick his nose in brace for impact business. Who's who's here? Aloha, folks. <laughs> why? I'll be, <laughs> why I'll be damned. It's Mike Gilbert. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I don't mean to steal Brian Last Gimmick from the Jim Cornette podcast, but since since I actually live in Hawaii now, I think I can go with Aloha, folks, as my intro. Well,
0: half his shit is stolen anyway, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, so is mine. <laughs> so, how's Hawaii?
2: Uh, great. You guys want to see what it looks like outside? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I don't think
0: I'm going to give you much let's... of a choice. It's... <laughs> I, I'm going to show you my front yard here. Hold on. Is this your house or is this like where you're staying temporarily? Yeah,
2: I'm in my house. I have no furniture yet, but it's beautiful outside right now. And it's a degrees, slight breeze, a couple clouds in the sky. Yeah. Great. Must beautiful. Be nice whatever man <laughs> well we, we've had a we, we've had a rough uh, rough few days getting getting here man but we're here now we're we're pretty excited we're pretty happy about it so um i'm actually trying to get my internet going right now uh i don't have it yet so i'm just using my cell phone data so but by next week i'm hoping i'll have the internet and then i'll be up and running and uh business as usual on the brace for impact podcast
0: perfect perfect so we won't eat up too much of your time because i know you got a lot of stuff going on settling in on the 50th state yeah. what time is it there now it is, hold on, 6 20 p.m. Wow. Okay. So it's 11 20 here in Chicago. Yeah. It's midnight in uh, Virginia, Scott.
1: Yep. A little past
0: midnight. Oh. Scott, you're in
2: Virginia. I didn't know that. Okay.
1: Ugh. Yeah, I'm over here. And this is the place where it'll be 80 degrees one day and then it'll be like 45 the next day.
0: Dude, oh, it's nice. been like that in Illinois too. It's been 80 and 30. We've had weeks. We've had days where it's been snow one day, and like I'm wearing a T-shirt the next. It's that's lunacy. Crazy. that's how you get sick. Yes, that's why my whole family is sick right now. Not with COVID, shockingly, but with just allergies. Yeah. So, Mike, yeah. what you think of, of uh, what'd you think of the show?
2: Um, so I haven't watched tonight's show yet because um, I've just been so busy just trying to okay. get this house together. And I got to get everything settled at work. You know, I'm coming in. I'm like the new boss there. So I have a lot of stuff going on, right? I haven't watched tonight's show, but I did get to watch Rebellion uh, from this past Saturday. Uh, while I was in transit, I was able to, to piece together some of the matches. Not, you watch watch all the way through from start to finish, but I got to watch different matches at different times. And um, I, I do got to say, uh, I think when it comes out on Impact Plus, I don't think anybody needs to go back right now and spend 40 bucks on Rebellion. <laughs> And in fact, I think Impact should just do away from pay-per-views altogether and just put their stuff on Impact Plus because uh, as much as I love Impact and I love their product and uh, you yeah, I'm a supporter of their product, um, despite how harsh I could be, I think it would be better for them and for the audience if everything was just on Impact Plus from now on. Um, because I, I watched it and I was like, okay, there's four good matches, which is great. Their, their matches were really good. Um, but I was like, I, you know, this was not worth $40, I would say. Um, however, Moose and Josh Alexander is probably one of the better impact matches that you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, pro- probably not five stars, but I would, you know, well above four stars, I would say. Um, not just because of the match, but I would say if you start your star rating and their star rating is a little bullshit as we know. But if you start it from the prepackaged video and then from the entrances all the way into whenever his family comes into the ring and they're celebrating afterwards, you, like that is that is perfect pro wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. That's what pro wrestling is all about. The, this starts with the video package. You, it goes in with the entrances. Then you have the match, which was fantastic with an awesome, awesome styles clash spot where Moose goes to spear Josh Alexander, he catches him, hits him with the styles clash, uh, some great near falls, hard hitting action, all that stuff. Um, and then Josh getting the emotional win, uh, clean victory, which was uh, obviously great. I think some of us uh, probably JD was expecting a, a demore heel turn that we didn't get, but <laughs> but yeah and i'm sure you'll you'll rant about Stay that go ahead tune
0: later, to the patreon I have. Thoughts.
2: <laughs> yeah so I, I i thought that um that was a great way to end that pay-per-view and uh just an, uh, an amazing match uh, you know impact impact did it right with that match
0: um, match was great
2: yeah, uh, and that was my match of the night. Even though I probably from bell to bell, it was the you know a lot of people would say it's the X division title match with uh, Bailey, Ace Austin, and Trey Miguel. The story didn't captivate me on that on that one, but I thought that the match was insane. The match was great. It was your classic TNA X division circa two thousand and six, um, which you know warmed my heart. Um, that was probably my peak TNA fandom was 06. Um, so I, I I really liked that match. Uh, Ishii and Jonah was great, exactly what you expected it to be. It was actually slower in the beginning than I, than I thought it would be, but then it picked up and it turned out to be your, your, your standard Ishii match, and it was fantastic. Um, and then uh, Jay White, Steve Macklin, and Chris Saban, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, but I still thought it was pretty good. And uh, with Steve Macklin getting the big victory there, I thought that was great.
0: No, I, I agree with what you're saying in pretty much every count. I, I really like the, the world title match. I thought it was what pro wrestling should be in most cases. Um, I have my qualms with how we got there but I really I really love the moment and I like the car crash for the work rate stuff but as far as just like what I'm looking for in pro wrestling the big emotional crescendos I thought the world title match just just hit it. and I think you'll like tonight's match too the return matches tonight and uh is really good I think you'll really like it
2: yeah no i'm I'm looking forward to watching it um like i said i'm gonna get my ipad fired up here pretty soon and uh and get in on the show i've heard some good reviews so i'm looking forward to that man but uh hey uh yeah, well i'll
0: we'll say we'll cut you loose man we'll let you go back because i know it's nice and got family time and it's still sunny and yeah. you know it's perfect late. weather we <laughs> yeah perfect weather we got to record this <laughs> podcast in the cold and it's done, yeah right? i
2: forgot to forgot to throw up one of these for you guys here you i think a a, called the shaka that's like Dude, everybody throws these up, bro. Like, you gotta, you gotta yeah, do like, that.
0: Like, Crush. Remember Crush shotgun? Bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's his whole thing. Like, that's like a legit thing out here. So um, everybody's like, yeah, yeah. Everybody throws it up, dude. And I'm like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm trying to get into this, the Hawaii spirit. Um, but hey, I just wanna say uh, thank you to Scott. I really appreciate how you filled in for me on multiple occasions. while I have this crazy military lifestyle and I've been been on the road so many times. So I really appreciate you, man. I'm a big fan of your work. I like you on the rap. And I think that you do a really good job guest hosting on this podcast. So, uh, you know, from me to you, I really just really appreciate you and how you've been able to come in here and entertain the audience. So thank you very much.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate it. And anytime I love coming on here and uh, it's a nice change of pace. And normally this is probably the best show I watch all week. Oh, nice! So, there's that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, guys. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a night. You guys take care, okay?
0: Take care, Mike. We'll see you next week, buddy. Bye. So that was Mike Gilbert, the immortal Mike Gilbert, coming at us from I believe he's in Waikiki or Honolulu or something like that. One of those places out there uh he'll be back we'll be back to normal next week but for now my buddy scott is filling in uh which is weird we just talked to each other like two nights yeah. ago i guess that on your show your other show take Me from Roller versus dc so uh it's been what 48 hours or something like that yeah i
1: feel like uh we haven't talked in months you know it yes. feels like it's been so long since we've had a conversation <laughs> about anything
0: forever so how how you doing, man? how how are how are things with the rap? Like, tell everyone about that show in case they're not listening. So the
1: rap is the WWE podcast for the Fight Game Media Network, and it's myself and Keila Cash. And Keila does a great job, really steering the ship. And we talk all things WWE, um, all the big news topic from each show, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. We cover all nine hours of that, or seven hours, nine seven hours, whatever it is. So that way you can only have to watch 30 to 45 minutes of it. Cause that's usually all that you need to watch, especially here lately. Um, but yeah, we, we try to have fun with it. We try to, you know, keep you engaged as best we can. And we try to give our opinion, uh, especially as two minorities in the game. And, and we we're really proud of the fact that we have that as far as hosts of the show. Um, so yeah, check that out with me and Kilo Mondays again, shout out to her. She does a great job steering the ship. I'm just I'm just there, like I said, I'm just the regular guy.
0: That's what I normally am on this show, but now Mike's gone, so i have to, I have to steer the ship if we're in trouble. I appreciate the fact that we have you two on this network. And that we have different voices, and I really appreciate that you watch nine hours of WWE television per week. <laughs> so I don't have to watch any of it. Like I, I will never be able to repay you for the sacrifices that you've made for this podcast. <laughs> and I can't even do it with straight face. <laughs> See, that <you're> like... Like...
1: <laughs> uh, That's usually what I get when I when people talk about like, man, I'm so glad that you had to watch that and I didn't. You get to talk about it. I can listen to two hours of you instead of
0: nine hours of WWE. I man, I did. Ninety minutes this last this past week and I'm good for a long time. The Hulu version is not bad though. That's what I'm told, and I was I was struggling with the Hulu version. (laughs) Like I man, like I can get I dog on Impact sometimes, but I think that I think Impact is a significantly better show than Raw. That's my that's my opinion. Um, Man, top to bottom, you know, I I watch
1: Impact when I can, and if something big happens or a big match, but when I come on this show, I always watch it top to bottom from the start to finish. And whenever I do, either I'm getting a really good week or, you know, you guys just have a really good weekly TV show top to bottom because it's always solid. There's always a little bit of nonsense, but most of the time it's always solid.
0: You got to have the nonsense. You got to have it. Like it's, it's, it's in this company's DNA. Our first show, they had a midget with a gun. Oh, sorry. Little person with a gun peeing in a garbage can. I mean, right. it's just—it's in the company DNA to be stupid. So you have to embrace it and realize it's impact, man. Speaking of impact, let's get into the shows. Always, we're uh, taking on notes from the Wrestling Observer website. Chris Maloney taking the place of our man Garza, who has stepped down. God be with you, Garza. We—we we did not always agree with your takes, but we always used your notes as our cheat sheet every week. So. This week we started out, of course, Vincent and Crazy Steve wrestled on BTI. It and happened. That is, and that is your BTI. <laughs> impact. My, Mike and I have actually debated doing a BTI podcast and just doing that gimmick and leaving it as just that one sentence and moving on, just to see what the reaction be would be. Yeah, we just, I don't, we we have a lot of ideas. They're so not all great, but yeah, that's um, it's a great you know, lead-in. I, It is. You know, I like both these guys, but I'm not watching. I'm just not going to watch BTI. I just have too much to do in my life. Um, I did not watch last week's show. So I'm bringing up Vincent for a second. I didn't watch last week's show because, quite frankly, I had the week off and I took advantage of having the week off and relaxed. Uh, I'm told from the from the good people in the BFI chat that there is a segment that was going to make me very angry so based on that, I did not watch it. I took their advice. I think they wanted an epic rant for me. And I was like, I just didn't have the energy. me. I guess Vincent brought PCO back to life. Mm-hmm. And normally I rally on the uh, the magic BS. Because um, I really like Vincent. Like when Vincent was in Ring of Honor, I always said he was like Bray Wyatt without the bullshit. But I guess now we're just doing, because there's no Bray Wyatt anymore. I guess now Vincent's just going to be Impact's version of Bray Wyatt and i should be angry at this but i'm not because it's pco man like this is what pco is frankenstein like if you hire pco you hired frankenstein so i can't i can't get as angry about this one as i normally do maybe i'm maybe i'm just broken and defeated and <laughs> i've just learned to just give up but um yeah i don't know i'm not going to get mad about this it is what it is uh did you watch last week did you see the ridiculousness
1: i did and uh what's weird is as much as I wanted to dislike it, as I'm watching it, I'm like, this kind of works. Everything fits. The characters fit. Like Vincent is really good in that kind of mad at, scientist yeah, role. Yeah. You know, and PCO, like you said, that's who he is. Right. That's that's his gimmick. You know, he's this monster who won't stay down. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's been the story of like all his feuds, For what's sure. going on with Jonah right now. So it all fits. And yeah, it's over the top. It's campy. But like you said, that's impact that's it's part impact. of impact's charm mm-hmm. you know and sometimes it's it's ridiculous to the point where you want to turn the tv off but sometimes it's like you know what i can ex- i can accept that that's fine
0: it's it's ridiculous but like i said it's pco so i mean i'm not right. i'm not watching pco expecting like you know um, billy robinson type stuff like you're not getting carl gotch with with pco it's it's fine it's whatever doesn't bother me um I don't know. I don't want, I, I think Vincent's capable of more than just being a Bray Wyatt knockoff. So I, I don't want to see just that from him. So, but I'm going to, who knows what's going to happen. I don't know more in the next couple of weeks. So let's see, let's just see how this evolves. The show opens up with our world tag team champions, Violent by Design, coming down to the ring. Got We got Diener, we got, Co- we got Cody Diener, we got Joe Dorn, got Eric Young. Uh, Impact's answer to the Freebirds. We get a nice long promo before Heath and Rhino come out. Promo goes on and on and on. I'll be honest with you, I was kind of bored with it until them boys show up, Mark and Jay Briscoe. And I don't know. I love these two. I think, I think that they're a breath of fresh air in impact. And I think they've, I think the scene, a change of scenery is going to be really good for them. I did think they were going to wind up in AEW, um, but seeing them here in impact, it it feels good. It feels right. It feels like, yeah, you know what? This team can really do something here and belongs here. So I'm, I'm a fan. I mean, I don't, I didn't like the long promo segment it felt very raw to me, but um, I don't know. I'm just happy with, with the, uh, with the Briscoes being here. What'd you think?
1: I'm with you uh, for the most part, you know, something kind of felt off about the Briscoes, especially with their promo segment. And I agree with you as far as I'm being a breath of fresh air. I think they're going to be great for the impact tag division. But hearing their promos, they were cutting against like FTR when they're just really letting go and being themselves. I didn't feel that same energy here. And I think that's really what you need. If you're going to let them on the mic, you got to let them go out and just cut a Briscoe's promo, a Them Boys promo. You got to let them be them. You know, you got to let that rawness kind of show. And um, I, I don't think it. they just felt like, to me, they felt like a big deal, but they felt like a regular tag team instead of the Briscoes.
0: You know, I can't, I cannot argue with that. And for me, the Briscoes carry a lot of weight because, you know, I'm an, R- I was an RH fan. I like seeing them, but I agree, like the promo was completely forgettable in what they said. And part of me wonders if they're just getting acclimated to the scenery or maybe they're worried about what they're going to say. Because, like, you know, again, Jay's mouth got them in trouble for something he said almost a decade ago. So I do, maybe if that's it, I mean, I hope, I know they have writers at Impact. I hope they're not trying to write, like, write Mark and Jay Briscoe's promos. And maybe it's just a matter of, getting getting more situated here maybe this is just a stop and they're gone to other places and after a couple of weeks i don't know but you're not you're not wrong but it did lead into what was better i thought it was the match with heath and rhino versus mark and jay briscoe and uh you know of course briscoe's come out on top so you know good match good opening match um not a big heath and rhino fan myself <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nah, they I thought this match was too long. I think the Briscoe should have just mauled through them. There should have been a couple spots. Maybe Rhino gets to hit a couple big spots. But this should have been three minutes tops. This felt like, I don't know how long the match was, but it felt like it was a 10-minute match.
0: It it felt like, I mean, the segment itself, the whole opening segment felt really long. The promo was too long. See, I can't say the match is too long because, like, we don't have teams that we can squash. We can't squash Keith and Rhino because we don't have enough tag teams here. So you have to have a more competitive match, despite the fact that Rhino can barely move. He's the United States answer to Kazuyuki Vegeta, who finally lost the Global Honored Crown Championship, but didn't do it in the ring. He conveniently pulled up with COVID when it was time for him to do the honors and put Go Shizaki, the man who carried Noah on his back during the pandemic. When it came time for him to get the title back, all of a sudden Iron Head can't work. These old guys in Noah refused to put anybody over. It it was ridiculous with Muda. It's ridiculous with Funaki. It's ridiculous with Fujita. It's stupid. At least that it's not happening here in Impact. That's your weekly pro wrestling Noah rant provided by That Gigi triggered Diva. you. Finally, finally, Kazuyuki Fujita is no longer the GHC World Heavyweight Champion. I got you triggered. It, it, it triggered something in you. You planning. had that ready to go. I was ready to go. It's my gimmick on this thing. <laughs> I, I, I talk about Fujita. I love that. Uh, So, But, yeah, he's not the champ anymore, so that's the last one. Hopefully, Go will have the title back. It'll be back where it belongs, and I'll rant about that somewhere else. So, yeah, the match, was it was what it was. Mark and Jay could be looking stronger, but, you know, whatever. They got a tag team title match against Violent by Design coming up, which should be a lot of fun. You know, I I enjoy Violent by Design. So let me ask
1: you this, because this essentially became a number one contenders match. Um, Are Rhino and Heath the top babyfaces on the brand?
0: Who else is there? Who was the baby face on this brand? I don't know. Like sometimes, right. sometimes, the, sometimes the good brothers, like bullet club, are they fake? I guess they're baby faces though. Like sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. I can't, I mean, like, there's a lot of people in this company that exist in like the gray area, not like true shades of gray, but kind of like tween back and forth. And the I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, I, th- I guess I, I can't think of anybody. I mean, probably, the top babyface tag team, I guess, would be probably Motor City Machine Guns because mm, of Motor true. City. But I mean, they've only been back together like a month, so I can't, I can't reasonably say that. Like the tag team situation is very fluid, and I mean, it kind of is what it is. So I guess, I mean, the they're the, the, the per, I mean, I guess now it's the Briscoes. Quite. Oh, frankly. yeah, I guess that makes sense.
1: They essentially beat the number one tag team; they become the number one babyface tag team. I guess that makes sense, right
0: there. I mean, like, I guess there was no like. No, there definitely was no heel in this matchup, which is fine. I don't need baby face heel every time or you know, heel heel every time. You know, what whatever, it's fine. Um but yeah, it's it's murky as far as the tag division goes right now. We had this chat in the uh we had this talk in the chat earlier because they I forget who I think it might have been Mike or God, I forget who. Someone put up the um the old the match from uh LAX and, and the Lucha brothers from twenty eighteen when they had this this fantastic tag team title match. And it's uh, you know, both teams are in AEW now doing their thing, and it's it's A shame that we don't have a focus like that in the tag division because there are some good tag teams. I would like to see maybe a little bit more focus. Maybe if we keep Mark and Jay around for a while, we do get that focus going again because for too long, it's it's just been the good brother's show. And I don't know, man, Their sticks a little played out here, to be quite honest, in my opinion.
1: And, I mean, during that time, who have they elevated? You know, who's been brought up to their level? No one. Exactly.
0: No, I mean, like... I mean, it's it's the truth. Like the guns were around for a hiccup and then whatever happened with Alex Shelley happened. He he wasn't traveling. A lot of it's pandemic related. So I'm hoping we, I I would say, Oh, bring some tag teams over from new Japan, but, um, ain't no tag teams in new Japan other than Aussie open. You know, they're not, I mean, there's no great, there is, I mean, like the Techers, but you know, they're not, I don't, the Techers are fun, but they're not like, known as a tag team, like Zach is Zach and Taichi is Taichi. They're mm-hmm. just, they just do stuff together. And, and for my money, the best tag team right now is Aussie open and they just got back to new Japan. So um, that being said, impact, you, if you guys are listening, you should book Aussie open. Cause that's, that's like a no brainer. So yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I'm very cold on the tag title situation right now. I'm hoping, I'm hoping the Briscoes really do provide that breath of fresh air I was talking about, I'd like to see Mark and Jay have an extended run with those tag belts, hopefully that happens in a couple of weeks and under siege. I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, VSK lost to Bapinder Gujar. And um, I don't know, this match happened. Like it's fine. Like VSK just gets beat a lot. He's kind of lost with the, the learning tree thing being done. And, you know, Raj Singh and, and uh, sure. Sh- uh, I can never pronounce his name. Right. Uh, you know what I'm talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. Shira. About-
0: thank you god mahabali shira i just totally drew a blank I, go, have- I wasn't
1: gonna be able to say his name right that's either. we so.
0: that's why we have the notes but again that's <laughs> the point is like i forget what happens in this one because like it's so kind of going nowhere like it's just um it's a mid-card feud it's not even a mid-card it's a lower mid-card feud that's just kind of running its wheels and stuck in the mud and it's it's what it is match is fine guger's actually getting a lot better but you know me
1: my takeaway was it seems like everybody does a sling blade. Does everybody do the sling blade menu, uh, move moves. now? Like it's it seems of- to be a very popular move now. It's a lot
0: of sling blades. It's a, a lot, lot of sling blades. Mm-hmm. Like you don't. It's you know what's rare. You never see the giant bob and neck breaker clothesline like like what Bret Hart used to do. Where you clothesline and just like throw your body forward. Mm. You know you don't see a lot of those. Which I'd like to because now everyone's doing the sling blade. You know, uh, Finn Balor of course in WWE sling blade, Pentagon and AEW doing the sling blade. But yeah, it's um it's like a super kick see a lot of them essentially yes uh we agree with this match is just there
1: yeah i actually thought gunger looked pretty good yeah, i he's good, he's good yeah i thought better, he actually. looked pretty good out there um vsk if i never saw him again i
0: i wouldn't know i forget he's on the show I yeah he shows up i'm like oh yeah vsk is here um I mean, like I said, he's lost right now, but he's a, he's a good guy to take L's. You know, you need guys like that in the company. Like he's not like a straight job guy, like a Brooklyn brawler type, but he loses a lot and it's fine. You need those guys in the company backstage. Our new X division champion, ACE Austin, three-time X division champion being interviewed by Gina Miller, Gia Miller, excuse me. And then uh, Rocky Romero. He of new Japan pro wrestling comes out and lays a challenge down before ACE Austin. So we are going to get a match between Rocky Romero and Ace for that X-Division title.
1: Big fan of Ace Austin. Yeah, um, I think he should be in the main event. I, you know, I'm fine with him being champ right here, but I, I feel like he's in the same place he was a year ago. like yeah. Or the first time I was on the show, um, we talked about him versus Christian Cage because that was a big matchup that was coming. And I thought that might have been what elevates him to, to the main event and kind of stay there. He had the match. Now he's kind of back where he was. I like the promo. Um, I'm intrigued by him and the best of the super juniors and how he could do if he's in it. You know, I thought that was very intriguing. I'd like for him to get a strong run here and cash in option C down the road against Josh Alexander. I think that's something cool. He could do, especially as a heel, um, you need to start building somebody up a strong heel for Josh to take to dethrone Josh. And it should be somebody young. It should be a fresh face unless you go with somebody like a monster, like a Jonah, but I don't know what they're going to do with that. But I think Ace Austin is a guy that, you could definitely build around. I, I really enjoyed this promo and everything about him. He's got a great presence. He does. Love the Elton John sunglasses.
0: Yeah, he does. I, I, I've been a Ace fan since he was with MLW. They didn't do anything with him. Um, I agree with you that he is back where he started from. What is interesting now is apparently Fulton is gone. Madman Fulton is gone from the company, which I think is a mistake. I do think he played a good role here, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so he's on his own now. And it it could add a new dimension to his character. I think they're going... Because in building this thing with Speedball, Speedball, Mike Bailey shows up at the end of the segment and goes, I thought we were friends. And Speedball was the breakout performer of WrestleMania weekend. I think the man had 8,000 matches over the course of that four days. And he was the star in all of them. So... It seems to me that once we get past Rocky, because Rocky never wins. That's the thing about Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero never wins. He wrestled for every company last year. He was in. He was in Ring of Honor. He was in AEW. He's been in Impact. He's been an MLW been in warrior wrestling i'm pretty sure he did a match or two in WWE last year and we just don't remember it like he I no, made that up um <laughs> I, I was totally, thinking I, about I, it maybe he totally. snuck in nxt I, or something i i was lying and i thought you'd react to that i and you didn't you believed what i said so yeah, i was, I, I was I thinking with, maybe he did sneak in there no i speak with more authority than i realized no um yeah but he did do, he did do <laughs> matches in all those other places though rocky's everywhere he's he's new japan's best emissary and uh, he's going to put, he's going to make Ace look fantastic, which I'm thinking is going to be a nice little window that they can bring back to Japan to kind of do something with Ace. Cause I do think he's going to go in that super junior tournament. Uh, that's really intriguing to see what he's going to do. And I want to see what I, okay. So there's a guy that hasn't had nearly as many matches in New Japan the last few years because of the pandemic. And back when we had our old podcast, I, it was a guy that I've frequently spoke very highly of. And um, he's been stuck because of, of all of all the, the COVID BS, we've had a little bit of them, and now we're starting to get them back. And what I want to see is Ace Austin Robbie Eagles. Mm. That is what intrigues me. And of course, like you know, Hiromu is there. You're going to have that kind of stuff. But that is the match that I really want to see, and I think is going to be good. But I do think I want personally I want to see Ace and I want to see Speedball in that best of the Super Junior tournament. That's what that's what I think would be just perfect.
1: And last week, it kind of plays off of um, they they had a tag match and, you know, Ace was trying to get him to, you know, do the dastardly thing and attack the good guy. And instead, Speedball dropped Ace Austin. Uh, So there's there's a nice little story there. And I I think that would be a really cool way to play off of it, because clearly the end game here is for Speedball to become the next X Division champion.
0: That's what I'm thinking too. They've been, the two of them have been building a thing now for a few months. Speedball, not the, not the best on the microphone, but it was, let's be honest, his mic skills are about up there with his haircut. Like it, they, they both need work. So, but in the ring, he's fantastic. Oh, but once we, as we saw, once we got in the ring, he, he's our awesome. guy's amazing. He's awesome. He was he's the, amazing. He's, uh, he's the best find I think Impact's had in a long time. Like they did a great job bringing him in. And I'm happy he's here. I get to watch him on TV every week. Backstage we see Steve Macklin cutting a promo on why he should be next in line for for Josh Alexander's impact world title. uh I'm going to like this match. Mike Gilbert is going to love this match whenever it happens. the biggest Steve Macklin fan there is. um I would like to see Macklin get a few more strong wins to build up to it. I do feel like we're just kind of going there, but you know it's impact you know it's, I'm okay. We don't do these long with the exception of Josh we don't do these long you know prolonged uh, title pro like um buildups to the championship, especially for our heels so I'm intrigued by this possibility I think down the line it'd be a, it's gonna be a good match
1: I thought this might be one of the best things on the show. I oh, thought I this was a fantastic promo Steve macklin um, has been great i mean mm-hmm. the the war paint he had that's a great big time match look that I think he should absolutely adopt going forward. Any big match, he should absolutely wear the war paint. Um, Yeah. This promo was great. And it had me completely sold on him being a potential challenger. I mean, he, he sold a quiet intensity where he's like, listen, you know, when it's, once we get in the ring, I'm, I'm ready to snap. I'm I'm a tag. I'm bag. I love that little line right there. This was great. I loved everything about this
0: yeah this was this was excellent and i'm very very excited to see where it goes from here um yeah can you believe wwe had this guy for like six years and didn't do anything with him i i'm fascinated by it because he's got the military
1: background you think they would you know dive into that he's really good in the ring he's cutting really good promos i I species. don't know, man. I have
0: Spe- no idea why they did nothing with him. Like, I don't even remember him having a singles match. I don't think he did. He was with the Forgotten Sons thing for a while, and he was, you know, he, uh, pardon the pun, took a stray when that whole thing went awry. But you know what? Is what? With Jackson re- Riker, yeah, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know what? Beginning release is the best thing that ever happened to him because now he's really finding himself, and if he does have aspirations of going back, he's going to be able to prove himself in that Drew Galloway mo- method of just, you know, I'm back. I'm really good. I'm a lot better than I used to be. So that's really good. I like where we're at. Uh, We had a trios match Honor No More, Eddie Edwards, and OGK facing the Motor City Machine Guns and Speedball Mike Bailey, the aforementioned. To my surprise, Honor No More finally wins something. They won. (laughs) It's amazing. Our top heel group gets a win. Towards there's a Schmazz Bullet Club comes out. We get a big war building up to the 10 man tag and under siege. this was good. I enjoyed it.
1: This is a, re- I thought this was a really good match. Um, I thought that Mike Bailey, I thought he looked great, man. He it's fantastic. When they did those three-way spots between the machine guns, especially the one where he kicked the knee, then they put him in the, the submission. And then he came with the double drop kick to the face on both guys. I mean, just the the maneuvers, they were hitting the big dives. He's got some fantastic, karate kicks i mean yeah. the kicks man are incredible and the there's there's something about them that just engages the crowd because mm-hmm. once he gets rolling the crowd gets rolling and they get more fired up and the machine guns yeah they got the crowd going they were excited for him but when speedball got rolling it's it was a whole different energy so i thought that was really good and as weird as it sounds i i might have I might have went a different way, man. I thought this would have been a good way to get speedball. He shouldn't have taken the loss. There's no reason he should have lost there. Alex Shelley's right there. He, he could have taken that. Loss. Alex Shelley's right there. Like you Alex know what Shelley- I mean? He's right there. Yeah, Chris Saban is a guy you're using in singles for you, so he doesn't need to take it. But there's no reason Speedball should be taking any
0: losses right now. Especially if you're building him to your next X Division champion. Right. Good match, strange result. Um, and it really didn't mean anything, too. Because the last, the what we go out on is the Bullet Club feud. So, I mean, like, it was just, it's an odd decision. It was a good match with an odd, odd decision. And I, I like the match a lot. So, I can't say I didn't like it. I just left me scratching my head. You know? It's, It's a weird thing, you know, because you just
1: showed him talking about the title and stuff like that and going and clearly showing the direction you're going. And then you do all that. I mean, I know it's not the the most popular thing to do, but it's impact. I would have had I mean, I would have had the Bullet Club come out, distract them. Let Bailey get a big one here. They haven't won anyway. I mean, yeah, I mean they,
2: like, they're,
1: I, they're losing their matches and they're still over. People are still cheering for him. They're still reacting to him. They can take the loss here. Put Kenny King in there. He's somebody who can take that L. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you,
0: and he's somebody who can talk on the mic. He got a great promo last week, by yeah, the Kenny's, way. Kenny's a guy who can lose and he'll get his heat back to right. his promo. I've been, and again, I've been like, Hey man, I don't know more needs to win more matches. And they did. I just like, again, I'm like, why do we pin? Why exactly. XP?" just, it's an, it's an odd choice super odd choice backstage we had uh josh alexander cutting a promo reflecting on his match with moose gonna have more thoughts about this in the in the patreon we have the returning tie of valkyrie the new AAA reina de reina's champion comes out cuts a promo gets jumped by diana they're gonna have a match down at, at under siege diana coming to dynamite next week we'll get into that in the patreon as well that's big news
1: it's a big then we had, a,
0: yeah. Then we had the match. Uh, of course, Decay comes out. I heard the I heard the stack, and for some reason, my brain immediately jumped to CM Punk. That can't be right. Decay, and Then we had the match with Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. It's fine.
1: I really like Decay's music. Like oh, yeah. when their music hits, there's an ominous feeling. I wish we would have got the full on entrance, but the music is it fits them perfectly, and I think Havoc is. I think she's a a solid bigger girl wrestler. And I don't mean that in any type of negative. I just mean she's a bigger girl and she does a she uses her size well and I appreciate that in her style.
0: You're being very kind. I don't think
1: I thought very... this match was fine. Match and maybe fine. it's because I've been watching Zelina Vega and Carmella watches uh, matches Fair. so, Fair. you know.
0: Fair. I'm a little bit harder on Havoc than than I guess than I guess you are. I don't think she's very good, but I thought the I thought she looked good here. I thought her and Savannah actually had some really good big girl it, like mm-hmm. exchanges that I thought were a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I heard Tasha got hurt during this match, so I hope hope everything's okay with that. It
1: looked like in the corner spot because yeah. the ref took a little time over there, and I was wondering what was going on,
0: but she kept going in the match, which it was, was kind of odd she's tough. Tasha's a tough girl. It's like, she's, uh, she's the champ, you know, i we're going to get a match with her and Deanna again at some point down the line. So this, this happened, this was a thing, you know, is fine. Also the, it's all about me segment occurred with, you know, Madison Rain, Tennille Dashwood, which mm. have, they have lost all of their charisma now that Caleb Connolly is gone from this promotion, they have lost their purpose now that the iconics are gone from this promotion More on that later. So, yeah, they're just here and Giselle Shaw shows up and things happened. I don't know why they were happening, but things were happening.
1: And her music randomly played. Like, how did she get that to happen? The most interesting thing in this segment was the picture in the background and figuring out how everybody fit into the picture. Like, why are all these people in the same picture? You know, why did you choose all these people? What's the point of the picture? Couldn't tell you. You know what I mean? And that's what yeah. was the most interesting thing about it. Yeah. She's yeah. using the same gimmick she was using in NXT. Yes. That's crazy. I mean, they, there's been no evolution. There's okay. been no evolution. No. I was going to say that. You beat me to it. <laughs> Damn it.
0: No, I mean like, Tennille's fine in the ring personality wise. Eh, you know, it's never quite, it's never quite done it for me. Like her and Madison are, are fine. Um, Without the Iconics, I, I, I fear that this knockouts tag division is going to be lost a little bit. It's just part of the problem with this roster. Our roster is so small here that, you know, these losses really sting. And it was it seems like it was kind of sudden, this decision. Like, I thought in the pay-per-view it was weird that the that the inspiration retained. But now, in retrospect, oh, it makes perfect sense. You can't put the titles on people that are going. And so after that, we have the uh, so again three, two, one. Afterwards, Vincent cuts a backstage promo with PCO basically announcing next week on the show we're going to have a Monsters Ball match with PCO and Jonah. And you know what? That makes perfect sense. It all fits. He is essentially the modern day – impacts modern day Abyss. That is essentially what he is. He's older than Abyss, ironically enough. But here here we are. He's like 50-something years old, 55 years old, something like that. I'm
1: going to tell you what.
0: he's, He's doing great. Hell, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he's having a great little run here right now. He's an absolute lunatic. Pierre Pierre Pierre, Pierre Carl Oulette is a lunatic. PCO is awesome. I think him and Jonah are gonna have a great match. And I would assume PCO is gonna win this. Jonah taking a lot of hmm. L's. I assume so. It's you know the monster's ball thing would be more to I guess he's the baby face, And he just bit? got resurrected. He did just get resurrected. You can't get resurrected and do the job. It doesn't work that way. That's true. Like the reservoir, you know, zombies do no jobs. So, uh, but that that said, that should be a really really fun match, which leads to our main event: Josh Alexander versus Moose return match for the Impact. uh, I almost said television for the Impact World Title, and winner afterwards. Scott Demore promised to show us the next challenger for the belt or for the belt. I loved this match. This was my favorite television match of the week. Mm -hmm. I thought it was. I enjoyed it more. I didn't like the Sammy Callahan uh, ladder match. Sammy Callahan, wrong company. Sammy Guevara ladder match. I thought, I did like the result. The end, the last couple minutes was fine. I, I didn't like it. Um, I thought this, was, now the FTR match was fun, but it was like, I didn't feel like there was a lot of stakes. This was a world title match between two guys that hate each other. And I came out of this match thinking to myself, man, has Moose gotten so much better. Moose is fantastic.
1: He really and- is. I will say this. The commentary was really good during this match. And I say that because they told a good story, or maybe I should say they were amplifying the story that was told in the ring. This was a little bit of a slower-paced match. Not a slow match, but a slower-paced match. And the story they were telling was this was how Moose wanted to play at this time. You know, Moose was going to slow it down how he normally does it. I thought that was a great way to tell a story and explain how Moose was coming at it a different perspective this time you know he's coming out a different game plan i like that it brings a little sports feel to Mm -hmm. it um great finish just went from the power bomb right into uh the c4 and you know i i kind of forgot for a minute moose is a big dude and josh is just tossing this guy around um when they're getting fired up against each other you know throwing those haymakers they're laying them in this is a really, really good match and, a, you know, an excellent, you know, kind of after credit scene, which was set up earlier in the show. But, yeah, I'm with you. This is a really, a solid match. Um, and if it was, if you had any
0: qualms about watching Impact, man, you got to tune in for this match. This was excellent it's never the wrestling that frustrates It never has right. been it's never wrestling that frustrates me with impact it's the booking that's like it's frustrating it's not wwe where it's maddening it's just frustrating mm-hmm. it's like oh this could be better um you and i like too you're right about the commentary tom hannafin and the former Aiden in english matt ray walt are really good together you can tell they got that wwe training and how good they can be when they're just left to their own devices and don't have people screaming at them the whole time. Because is, since those two have like, taken over the show, it's been significantly better as far as an announced perspective goes. Like, I think they really helped elevate this match in particular. You're right, Moose is really good. And Josh is underrated in how strong he is. Like, no one talks yes. about Josh as being this super strong dude, but then you watch him in the ring, and he's just throwing people over the place. Moose is a gigantic mammal, and he is just tossing him. It was it was so much fun to watch this match. Like I said, it's my favorite match of the week.
1: No, I, I'm with you. And I realized when he when he hit the power bomb and he rolled him, and you see how long he is, and then how thick Moose is. He's just a big chisel dude. It's it's a really impressive thing. And Moose is so quick. Mm-hmm. I, You know, and what Moose said in his promo to Scott Demore at the beginning of the show about, you know, I carried this company. Like, I just went on a great run with the title. He's not wrong. That was a fantastic run with the title. Um, And honestly, I hope he gets another one down the road. I'm very curious to see what's next. I always think it's very important for whoever loses the title, that follow-up feud, that follow-up big match, it's very important because it's kind of the trajectory. You know, if you get something good and juicy, that means they, 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 they have something for you. They have plans for you. If you're just kind of there, I'm worried about you. I so agree. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with Moose going forward.
0: I am of the belief that when a champion, like a world champion, loses the title, he should be off TV for an extended period of time. I like that too. Because when they come, the moment they come back, it means something. You know, if you insert the world champion into a mid card feud, it feels less than right because it is it is less Mm -hmm. than they went from being the focus of the company to not like all I see on Twitter now is people saying man when is Kenny Omega coming back when is Kenny Omega coming back him disappearing for a while has really helped him right was one he's. Falling apart the seams. Two, like his legend continues to grow. Like that would happen. Like with Brett. Like when Brett lost the title to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12, he was gone for like six months. When he came back, it was like a big deal. I I think that it would behoove more wrestling companies to let the former champions simmer on the shelf for a little bit, like make us anticipate their return. So I'm not saying take Moose off the show because I don't know if we have the roster depth for that, but you're right. The next phase of his booking is going to be super, super important, and I have no idea what that's going to be. You know who is? We do know what's going to happen is Tomohiro Ishii is the next challenger for Josh Alexander's Impact title, and uh, that's going to be great.
1: You know, and thinking about that and the Moose thing, it got me thinking, Slammiversary is right around the corner. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Ishii beat Moose when they had the New Japan Strong match? Yeah, I believe he did. So why not hold off on this Josh Moose match until Slammiversary? You can still get Ishii in this title match against Moose. You have a little extra juice with Ishii already getting a win over Moose. Moose gets a nice big victory over Ishii right here. We still get to the same place, but we get a bigger venue for Josh's moment. And Moose is Moose has something to do. Like I said, I'm just concerned about Moose. This is me being concerned about Moose. And I do think you could have put Josh's title on a bigger pay-per-view, you know, on a, on a TNA mainstay pay-per-view at I that. I, I just – I think you could have held off on it with Slamversary right around the
0: corner, but that could just be me nitpicking. I don't think you're wrong. I thought they were doing this to too. Mike told me they would do it here at Rebellion, and he was he was right, I was wrong. Um, I tell you why they can't do the Ishii match in Slamversary. Because that's forbidden, that's one week before Forbidden Door, and New Japan's mm. gonna want their top guys booking or um involved in the booking of that show. So that makes sense, and I think they're gonna want because ishii's gonna lose right josh he's gonna put josh over strong guess what ishii loses a lot of matches i don't know if you guys watch new japan ishii loses a lot but he's got great credibility so it's gonna be a good match it's gonna make josh look great and it's gonna help elevate him especially in the eyes of japanese fans, right because that's important The japanese fans are gonna see him beat ishii and it's gonna tick it's gonna uptick his stock and with it the value of the impact world title in terms of new japan pro wrestling because josh is an active New Japan strong guy. So this is good stuff. I, I like this. I don't know, I don't know where the next long term thing is. I don't, I don't know. I have some theories that I'll get into in the Patreon, but um, it's it's very curious. But that's the show for this week. I liked it. Um, I thought some of our uh, interviews and segments weren't great, but I really liked the wrestling in this show. I thought the wrestling was really good.
1: This is a really good show, top to bottom. Um, there was only a couple really bad segments. I thought the yeah. You know, the the um, the inspiration segment was not good, but that's always bad, <laughs> you know, but everything else was served a purpose. Yeah, was good to great. Like like you said, the main event was great. So everything else was good enough to get me through the show to a great main event.
0: Scott, tell me where they can find you on your socials. You can find me on Twitter at knee
1: for Marvel DC. That's the number four um i'm always on there talking all things comics wrestling you can also join us in the facebook group at fight game media and come be a part of the conversation there too
0: thank you man i have the wolfstone saga kickstarter rolling i didn't get to push it last week because we didn't have a show so we got a, i got a kickstarter going for my new trilogy of novels we're funded at 168 percent we're 300 dollars away from hitting our first stretch goal which is an audiobook so uh like my man here scott He actually helped me find the perfect pitch for this thing. It's basically, what if Katniss Everdeen was stuck in the Marvel Universe? I'm not going to go into the full pitch because this isn't that show, but I really would appreciate the support and the love. You can get a chance to check that out. I'll have the links available in the show notes. But yeah, we got the Wolfstone Kickstarter, and that is Brace for Impact. If you're a subscriber to the Patreon, stick around. Otherwise, mahalo. Hey, that means a lot more now that Mike lives in Hawaii, now that I think about it. He's got the right uh, vocab for it. He does. He does. Later.